Mic on. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. On this episode, we're going to hear from... Patriarchs and Prophets. The title of this episode will be Mike Off. Mike On. Samson. So enjoy. Mike Off. Chapter 54, Samson. This chapter is based on Judges 13 to 16. Amid the widespread apostasy, the faithful worshipers of God continued to plead with him for the deliverance of Israel. Though there was apparently no response, though year after year the power of the oppressor continued to rest more heavily upon the land, God's providence was preparing help for them. Even in the early years of the Philistine oppression, a child was born through whom God designed to humble the power of these mighty foes. On the border of the hill country overlooking the Philistine plain was the little town of Zorah. Here dwelt the family of Manoah of the tribe of Dan, one of the few households that amid the general defection had remained true to Jehovah. To the childless wife of Manoah, the angel of Jehovah appeared with the message that she should have a son, through whom God would begin to deliver Israel. In view of this, the angel gave her instruction concerning her own habits, and also for the treatment of her child. Now therefore beware, I pray thee, and drink not wine nor strong drink, and eat not any unclean thing. And the same prohibition was to be imposed from the first upon the child, with the addition that his hair should not be cut, for he was to be consecrated to God as a Nazarite from his birth. The woman sought her husband, and, after describing the angel, she repeated his message. Then, fearful that they should make some mistake in the important work committed to them, the husband prayed, Let the man of God which thou didst send come again unto us, and teach us what we shall do unto the child that shall be born. When the angel again appeared, Manoah's anxious inquiry was, How shall we order the child, and how shall we do unto him? The previous instruction was repeated. Of all that I said unto the woman, let her beware. She may not eat of anything that cometh of the vine, neither let her drink wine or strong drink, nor eat any unclean thing. All that I commanded her, let her observe. God had an important work for the promised child of Manoah to do, and it was to secure for him the qualifications necessary for this work that the habits of both the mother and the child were to be carefully regulated. Neither let her drink wine or strong drink, was the angel's instruction for the wife of Manoah, nor eat any unclean thing. All that I commanded her, let her observe. The child will be affected for good or for evil by the habits of the mother. She must herself be controlled by principle, and must practice temperance and self-denial, if she would seek the welfare of her child." Unwise advisers will urge upon the mother the necessity of gratifying every wish and impulse, but, 
such teaching is false and mischievous. The mother is by the command of God himself placed under the most solemn obligation to exercise self-control. And fathers as well as mothers are involved in this responsibility. Both parents transmit their own characteristics, mental and physical, their dispositions and appetites to their children. As a result of parental intemperance, children often lack physical strength and mental and moral power. Liquor drinkers and tobacco users may and do transmit their insatiable craving, their inflamed blood and irritable nerves to their children. The licentious often bequeath their unholy desires and even loathsome diseases as a legacy to their offspring. And as the children have less power to resist temptation than had the parents, the tendency is for each generation to fall lower and lower. To a great degree, parents are responsible not only for the violent passions and perverted appetites of their children, but for the infirmities of the thousands born deaf, blind, diseased, or idiotic. The inquiry of every father and mother should be, What shall we do unto the child that shall be born unto us? The effect of prenatal influences has been by many lightly regarded, but the instruction sent from heaven to those Hebrew parents, and twice repeated in the most explicit and solemn manner, shows how this matter is looked upon by our Creator. And it was not enough that the promised child should receive a good legacy from the parents. This must be followed by careful training and the formation of right habits. God directed that the future judge and deliverer of Israel should be trained to strict temperance from infancy. He was to be a Nazarite from his birth, thus being placed under a perpetual prohibition against the use of wine or strong drink. The lessons of temperance, self-denial, and self-control are to be taught to children even from babyhood. The angel's prohibition included every unclean thing. The distinction between articles of food as clean and unclean was not a merely ceremonial and arbitrary regulation, but was based upon sanitary principles. To the observance of this distinction may be traced in a great degree the marvelous vitality which for thousands of years has distinguished the Jewish people. The principles of temperance must be carried further than the mere use of spiritous liquors. The use of stimulating and indigestible food is often equally injurious to health, and in many cases sows the seeds of drunkenness. True temperance teaches us to dispense entirely with everything hurtful and to use judiciously that which is healthful. There are few who realize, as they should, how much their habits of diet have to do with their health, their character, their usefulness in this world, and their eternal destiny. The appetite should ever be in subjection to the moral and intellectual powers. The body should be servant to the mind and not the mind to the body. The divine promise to Manoah was in due time fulfilled in the birth of a son, to whom the name of Samson was given. As the boy grew up, it became evident that he possessed extraordinary physical strength. This was not, however, as Samson and his parents well knew, depended upon his well-knit sinews, but upon his condition as a Nazarite, of which his unshorn hair was a symbol. Had Samson obeyed the divine commands as faithfully as his parents had done, his would have been a nobler and happier destiny. But association with idolaters corrupted him. 
The town of Zorah, being near the country of the Philistines, Samson came to mingle with them on friendly terms. Thus in his youth intimacies sprang up, the influence of which darkened his whole life. A young woman dwelling in the Philistine town of Timnath engaged Samson's affections, and he determined to make her his wife. To his God-fearing parents, who endeavored to dissuade him from his purpose, his only answer was, She pleaseth me well. The parents at last yielded to his wishes, and the marriage took place. Just as he was entering upon manhood, the time when he must 